I'd sneak it in in my pockets. So I had to put it in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> you want some pocket ice cream? It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And I'm up here making love to this microphone today, Mike. Uh, it <laughs> sounds good for everybody. Uh, we are five sleeps or less from Avengers Infinity War, depending uh, on when that, you listen to this. That's right. Uh, don't count the days. The sleeps <laughs> are, are more important. I think it's actually four sleeps. I think I'm horribly wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> you always sound like a 12-year-old or, I guess, more younger, maybe like a 6-year-old when, when they're asking, like, when's my birthday party? When's my birthday party? Oh, it's just six more sleeps, honey. It's just six more sleeps. That's right. Oh. <laughs> there are less. Days you can't avoid, but sleeps, just you power right through them, man. You, mm-hmm. you, you never know. Uh, Fox is wrapping up their X-Men franchise. Finally. Good for everybody. Not <laughs> bad news there. Uh, buy your Deadpool tickets now, folks. Don't yeah, because I because I got to him before you all did. So that's right, he did. <laughs> he, Mike's cheating the system and more this week and more. Yeah, so uh, we are on. This is like the the eve. It's like the dawn of the final day when you're playing Ocarina of Time. Well, not Ocarina, Majora's Mask. Like the moon's about to just destroy the Earth, but the moon in our case is just a big poster of Infinity War slowly coming it's towards Thanos us. Thanos throwing the moon at us from the trailer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I've been doing my best to avoid TV spots and spoilers. So so far, so good. Yes, uh, I've. I've seen one more spot that I, I wish I had, but um, it was more for research sake, actually, uh, tracking down. Because we know most of the voice actors for the Black Order now, uh, except one. And oh. uh, we thought we, someone had thought that's who it was. So I had to go watch this and listen to see if I could figure out who it was. But mm. inconclusive, inconclusive, <laughs> Mike. Uh, but we're that we are, I mean, like I said, around the corner. Um, what I did this weekend was actually go watch the movie that would maybe like cleanse my, my movie going palette, if you will. Okay. Uh, I went and saw Super Troopers 2 in theaters. Oh, Super Troopers 2, the Indiegogo project that could. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's kind of why I saw it because I knew it was a crowdfunded project. Uh, my, my friends have a, a huge love for the first one. I like to quote the first one. It, it's, it's easily quotable. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Um, but I was like, I'll go see what this is. I mean, I, I know Zoolander 2 did not live up to people's hypes. Dumb and Dumber er, or 2 or whatever <laughs> it was called. The sequel, not the prequel, mm-hmm. didn't live up to my expectations as well. But this one, I had a good time because they didn't rehash their whole jokes. And when they did, they called themselves out on it. Oh, it good. Was- Just before, it's funny, you're talking about this right now. Uh, before we got on the mic, maybe five minutes before... I saw a sponsored ad on my Instagram from Arby's with Farva holding a liter, a liter of cola. cola. And he's yeah. like, I finally got my liter of cola. And I was like, if this is what Super Troopers 2 is going to be, just uh, fulfilling all of the jokes from the first movie, I don't think I'm going to have a good time. But I'm, it sounds like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, no, that like that ad actually does not line up with the movie whatsoever. So oh, good. <laughs> I, I think that's just a, hey, you remember this line from the first one? Go eat at Arby's. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it was cool. I had I had some fun cameos in there. Uh, I think it's a, uh, I mean, one of the the main actors you can see from the trailer is Rob Lowe, and he he has fun hamming it up with his Canadian accent. 
Um, Will Sasso also plays a Canadian Mountie. I don't know if you remember oh, him from Mad TV. Yeah, I love Will Sasso. He played Kenny Rogers on a bunch of skits. And that's like <laughs> one of my favorite ones. So, uh, but but the thing was, I, I went to clean my palate because you know it was, it was, the theater wasn't packed. Uh, it was a Saturday afternoon, just kind of like, hey, I'm just here in a normal theater because when Infinity War drops, I don't know how many times I'm going to be in those theaters. But, <laughs> like, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat the first through probably the fifth time. Yeah, and if someone makes so much as a noise, I will stab them with this pin <laughs> in my hand. But uh, we had had a good time doing that, and uh, uh, you know that's that was that was my 421 weekend, Mike. <laughs> what what about you? What did you do this weekend? Anything well, anything fun? Well, what I did was I decided to fulfill my promise this weekend that I gave to all of you uh, listeners out there, and and you yourself, Chris, where I said. I would go back and I would rewatch Age of Ultron and I would give it its its uh, due justice, Ooh. and that's what I did this weekend. I decided it would be it would be criminally wrong for me to go see Infinity War on Thursday without it at the very least rewatching the first Avengers movie. You know, we talked last week about what would be the perfect trio of movies to catch you back up for Infinity War. And uh, Avengers is on everybody's list no matter what. Uh, so, you know, I watched that. And then after that, you know, I was all jazzed. And I was like, I got to watch Winter Soldier. That's my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, so I popped that one. I watched it. And I was like, oh, I got two in. You know, I haven't seen Age of Ultron since the theaters. You know, oh, I, no. I got to watch it. Uh, I didn't own it. You know, I was really close to just renting it on like YouTube, uh, but we we swing we swing by the grocery store to pick up some snacks, and there was a red box there, and luckily my wife was just like, "Hey, check out that red box." You know, it, maybe it's in there, and I was like, "I don't know, that movie's pretty old," but I think Red Box was smart enough to bring all of these old Marvel movies back, or at least just keep them in per- perpetuity on all of their boxes, because I'm sure they get rented a lot. So, picked up uh, Ultron on Blu-ray for like two dollars uh, last night, and. You know, I sat down, I gave it a watch, and um, I, I think if I had to, to hit on the positives of this movie, there there are parts in this movie that I think are great Avengers-like sequences that don't need any changes, like no notes whatsoever, like a studio would ever take notes from me. Uh, the Hulk-Hulk uh, uh, Buster fight is almost uh, perfect. I, I almost wouldn't change anything there. Uh, it's it's hilarious. I forgot how funny the part was when he's like punching him in the face and he goes like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Like that's just a classic moment that had just floated out of my head since it's been so long since I've seen the movie. Um, I love the bravado scene where they're all trying to pick up the hammer and Thor's face when Cap goes to pick it up and he's all, like all worried. Uh, that's just great. Um uh, I love the opening sequence of the movie when they have that kind of hero shot when it all when the camera slows down and they're kind of jumping over that barrier when they're uh, storming um, Strucker. Uh, Strucker. I thought it was like a Baron or something. Some, the Baron, well, it was Baron von Strucker. Ba- yeah, uh, somebody's castle. So you know, there's there's parts in that movie that are just like solid hardcore, but still, when it comes around to the farm scene, I'm just like pausing it every two minutes, just like complaining next to my like next to my wife because she's the only one there to listen to me. I'm like. Oh, this is this is dumb and stupid. Oh, and there goes Thor off on his dumb uh, studio note mission. And I even this DVD surprisingly had uh, had a uh, deleted scenes.
scenes and extras on it because I didn't know Redbox movies still did that. So I watched the extended scene of Thor in that in that cave puddle. Oh man, the extended scene is just way worse. Like I thought, you thought like what they had in the movie and the final cut was shoehorned in. That extended scene just makes it even more ridiculous. But I guess if you if you if you want to see Chris Hemsworth without a shirt on, you get a little bit more footage of that. Um, but I think the thing that bugs me the most about the movie that is something that kind of lingers past into the future movies that precede it is the origin of Vision. You know, I like who Vision is as a character, so I'm glad he's kind of out there in the world and we have him, but he has the most convoluted birth that really doesn't make any sense. So he's just like, he's part like organic research from some random scientist in South Korea. Um, he's a, he's a little bit of vibranium that apparently this metal sticks to organic tissue, which didn't come up at all in the Black Panther movie. You thought maybe that, that kind of science might pop up with how high tech that they were. Um, he's a, a little bit of Ultron CP, uh, like CPU hard drive, but like 90% of it, but he's not evil like Ultron. He just has like his base knowledge that they said, uh, he's a little bit of Jarvis, uh, that that gets thrown in there, and then he's kickstarted by uh, Thor's lightning. It's just this weird mashup of just like, oh, how do we create? Oh, and then like the Mind Stone. So you have like these six bizarre scenarios that are just kind of just thrown together, and then it creates Vision. It just could have been a lot more organic way, because I mean, it's a it's a mind gem. It's an Infinity Stone. We really don't know anything about it. You could have just thrown that stone on like an empty body. And then you could have just assumed that the stone would turn into life, and I think I would have been. I think you would have complained okay regardless. That. Well, it was just. I it's think you like, well, that's weird. too simple. Like, he, he, how do you create a living being with just a stone? Yeah, it's just thing. such a it's such a weird origin. And then also, I forgot this movie has one of my biggest pet peeves of all movies is when they try to visualize like technology and software and stuff like that. Like when Ultron like flees the tower and he like leaves Jarvis like destroyed they throw up his like 3D hologram and it's like his like 3D rendering uh, is like destroyed and it's just like um, Banners is like oh this was savage he you know he didn't just want to like shut him down he wanted to like teach him a lesson or something like that it's just like okay that's not how computers work it's like ones and zeros we don't need to see these so you, renderings well, so hey, you, here, here's the thing you're like i want magic stones to bring people to life but i don't like it when technology isn't well, real life come on well, pick a side mike it's pick just a side. well that's the thing like technology and magic you don't have to explain it can just like you can snap your finger and happen and that's the great thing about technology too technology can do the same thing i just don't need to see like a weird like bullshit 3d rendering and like we dive into like Ultron's mind and it's like all those like 3D blocks like moving around and then Jarvis is like talking to Ultron and I'm just like this is just stupid I hate the I hate that whole part of the movie they kind of do something like that a, a little bit in Pacific Rim where they're like uh uprising where they're like throwing those visuals up on the screen and then like it's getting infected so there's like something like going over the screen I just I hate all that bullshit but I think that's more just something inherently wrong with uh, some Hollywood action movies to begin with you know it's not like Avengers created that problem in that movie but uh overall i'm glad i revisited it because i was happy to see that there are genuine moments in that movie that are really really great that are do not are not spoiled by anything around the movie at all so uh that hawkbuster scene who i love that that was so much fun and there's good there's good jokes in there too so you know you could totally uh see how maybe joss whedon would be upset with uh the whole um 
you know, superhero Marvel universe that his movie got so convoluted with studio notes. But anyway, I'm glad I went back and rewatched it. I'm going to see if I can carve out some time, maybe watch a little bit of Civil War. Because well, uh, I think that's on Netflix, and uh, you know that'll tee you right into Infinity War really well. It, it will. And here's the thing: I mean, I, I think you need to research this a little more because none of those were studio notes. They actually made him take his movie down a bit because it was a three and a half hour movie. Well, so they all made, that was Joss Whedon's doing. Well, Joss and he Whedon, pulled it out. He, well, he fought for the farm scene, which I won't defend him for for that. But also, he was forced to put that Thor scene. He, in there. he put he put the Thor scene in it himself. But I thought he was forced to put it in there because they wanted him to connect it further into the future movies. No, no, he he did all that. He was in charge of the universe. He was able to do what he wanted in that movie, and it was three and a half hours long, and he had to cut it down. I'm I'm gonna have to do some uh I'm gonna have to do some private googling because I swear all I've right. heard that before. You do some private. You, know. <laughs> you should probably you, do some public googling so we can see your history. No, no, you don't want to see that, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should totally see that history. But you mentioned at the top of that, uh, what what three movies you know are are people telling other people to watch to get ready for Infinity War? And after your diatribe of of <laughs> diatribe. Age of Old of Ultron, like just monologue, whatever it is, uh, I, we do have winners for this. So um, first and foremost, uh, for the digital copy, it, Marshall Myers, uh, listener of the show, friend of mine, uh, wins for his suggestion of Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, leading right up to the movie, which are three good movies. I really like what he did there, uh, leading right into it. And then the winner of the physical copy is uh, listener Dakota Riley, who suggested uh, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Civil War, which I think you're, were your choices, right? Uh-huh. So uh, lined up pretty good there. So I will be reaching out to you guys to get you your codes and movies. So thanks for listening and giving your, your ideas. So Yeah, look at that. So, uh, not to, to break it down any longer, let's jump into the news here. Infinity War is this week, Mike. Do not uh-huh. get on the internet. <laughs> Dread it. Run from it. It will still happen. It's going to happen. People, I don't think, can watch it early. I saw someone post on Reddit, the um, the theaters are starting to download their copies right now. Oh, man. <laughs> but they're all locked by Disney's encryption keys that are given. They give them a 20-minute key to test the footage, and then they're unlocked the day of. At like like six thirty or whatever before. Man, look at them holding it down. So um, they it, it seven mine seven o'clock on Thursday. Some people have six o'clock on Thursday. Uh, when when's your show, Mike? Mine is eight Pacific time. So you will be safely out of your movie. I think by the time I'm getting into mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless it lasts forever. So, uh, but yeah, I'll be sticking through those credits. I won't text you. You probably won't respond or look at anything. So it's cool. <laughs> Uh, so we'll be able to talk about it next weekend. Uh, the film budget for this has been revealed as uh, in the $300 million range wow. for production on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, add in the marketing and the full totals to nearly five hundred, half a billion dollars for this movie, Mike. This one movie. Yeah, this is a, this is an investment for them for sure. Because the, the crazy thing about Disney and this franchise is they don't necessarily need to worry strictly about the box office because they are making so much money in so other many verticals. Like not just like toys, you know, you got Halloween costumes, you got theme parks, you got uh, licensing deals with like navel oranges and like toothpaste companies. Uh, and I have Ziploc then, bags right here. Ziploc yeah, bags. Yeah, Ziploc bags like you like you just purchased. And then plus 
this is just the gift that just keeps on giving in the future. You know, there's going to be box sets. Uh, there's going to be uh, streaming deals. There's streaming service that's going to come out. Uh, that's just going to be. Uh, you know, uh, if, if somebody wants to buy a brand new streaming service, they would pay that much money just to have that content produced to begin with. So, um, man, so much money involved, and it's going to make so much money. <laughs> you think it's going to beat Star Wars or not? Man, it's going to be – I think it's going to be top three for sure. I'm not sure if it's going to hit that number one spot, but I would be shocked if it's not in the top three. All right. Well, before we talk about that, we have a poster from this company, Odeon. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-mm. So I signed up. Apparently, they're like a ticket ticketing company. I signed up for Deadpool alerts whenever Deadpool went on sale because uh-huh. uh, you got your early. But they've released these five connected posters, which look really cool, by the way. So showing all the heroes and Thanos in the middle. And this actually was the first poster that made me realize how many people were in this movie <laughs> because that's a lot of people across this poster. So yeah, uh, I like it. I like the other. They did those shadow ones with the uh, first Marvel set. I think the second phase as well. Uh, like where the shadows of the heroes and the villain kind of like the one scene. So uh, I think this pays homage to that a little bit. But ticket sales, pre-sales tickets and interest in the movie for Infinity Wars higher than the previous two Star Wars movies. Uh, main story. So that's um, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So this could be number one. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm not trying to say Disney is trying to pull one over on us, but we have known for the longest time, and really everyone else has, they haven't hid this, that originally this was going to be be a two-part movie, and then they drew a line in the sand and say, no, Avengers 3 and 4 are going to be their own separate gigs. It's going to, They're going to be two completely distinct movies. And we're like, okay, that's great. But all of the marketing I've seen for this movie has said, like, it all, in, it all ends here. It's all been culminating to this. Uh, you know, that's great. And it could be very true what happens in this movie. But I would be curious if you went up to just, like, just a, a casual person on the street who, you know, likes these movies but doesn't really look that much into them and say, hey – is this the last Avengers movie or do you know that there's a fourth one coming out just in like two more years? Um, or no, it's the, it's the next year. No, it's one year. One year. Yeah. One year. So it's like, um, I think they're just kind of drumming up that phrase of this is kind of where it all leads to. This is where it all ends. Just, you know, it, it, it translates to box office dollars, but people, you're going to get another Avengers movie, man. We've already seen some set photos for it. It's true. It's already wrapped. It's already filmed. Um, I mean, we're gonna. It's coming. It's gonna get. It, but that's that's cool. Um, you know. I I mean, whether I think they're just worried about the here and now. They're not worried about the future because those people who watch this will buy tickets to the next one. Oh yeah. Um, most likely. But do you think three or four will be bigger? Yeah, that's the question yeah. because uh, I, I think it seems like three is going to be big right now because uh, you're having all of these heroes kind of come together for the first time. Thanos is finally going to show his face and he's going to be punching people, and that's what you love seeing in these movies. People get punched. Um, so what what is to be revealed in the fourth movie? That's the big question. I mean, if Thanos is still the villain, it's just like, okay, well, you've kind of already popped the Thanos cherry in Avengers 3. So unless like some sort of new crazy villain pops up, but no matter what villain it could be, they haven't been teased for the last 10 years, you know, or like, um, well, I guess not 10, maybe like seven or six, whenever Avengers came out. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be just kind of like, uh, the force awakens and the last Jedi, the force awakens made more money than the last Jedi, but the last Jedi still showed up pretty hard at the box office. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll see something like that. 
Yeah, the the problem is not knowing what four is yet. Uh-huh. Um, until the end of this movie, I assume when they announced the title of the movie at the end credits of this movie. Yeah, maybe uh, Avengers four will be marketed like somebody's going to die in this movie. You know, a lot of people have been saying, oh, who's going to die in uh, Infinity War? Who's going to die in Infinity War? And it's like, well, I don't know. It might be like Rhodes or something like that. I don't think it's going to be anybody big. But maybe when 4 comes around, maybe there'll be hashtags like who's going to die, who's going to die. I think that's where we'll actually see like the gravestone in the ground. All right. I I think a lot of people are going to die in this one because I think the second one's going to have more of the people we don't see right now. Like, where's Hawkeye, man? Everybody wants to know where's Hawkeye. And where's he's he in a Ronin. He's in a Ronin costume, hiding in the shadows, yeah. trying to get away from his wife and his kids. Yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> see where that is. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be. I think. I hope it beats Star Wars, but that's me. I don't know. I like. I like my Marvel movies a little more than I like my Star Wars movies, Mike. If you haven't noticed. So. <laughs> uh, future Marvel Cinematic Universe directors have seen Avengers Four to help with their upcoming films. Oh wow. Um, and I can I know I know the three directors. They have shown it to you. What movies do you think are on the horizon for Marvel? Well, obviously the next Spider-Man movie, the next okay. Guardians movie, um, a sequel to Black Panther for sure. And you, um, nailed, you, you nailed it. You got all yeah. three of them. <laughs> the, the three that have really been announced. So yeah, they've actually seen uh, the fourth one. So um, which we have some some news about that as well. So damn, um, that's really cool. That you know the director like, hey, here is what's really happening, so you can plan accordingly. Um, rather than just kind of like, hey, good luck. Hope you figure <laughs> it out, you know. So, um, which also makes me feel like, you know, the universe isn't going to reset itself at the end of Avengers 4 um, to like where it was like right before this. You know they, what I'm they, saying? Like, they, they can't, they, they, they might not time stone it. They've put too much work into this franchise to reboot every everything that they've done. I could see them rebooting the physical team of the Avengers. Like maybe they get disbanded, the Avengers aren't allowed to exist, or maybe they think like, oh, they've brought too much trouble to Earth, so we should just cancel the Avengers initiative finally. And then maybe in a couple more movies they reboot it back up or there's like an underground Avengers, secret Avengers. But um, yeah, I, I can't imagine like somebody's like Thanos is going to snap his finger and just like mind erase everybody because I feel like that's kind of a middle finger to the audience yeah yeah I mean I mean I, I totally understand so we'll we'll see how that plays out uh-huh. um, there's a book coming out called Titan consumed uh, it's a novel a, a gra- uh, not a graphic novel a written novel that will reveal the MCU origins of Thanos uh, oh wow we definitely don't what we don't get in the movie of course because it's not an origin movie for Thanos uh-huh. um, so um, that's coming out I think in November so we've got a little time but um I thought it was really cool that they're kind of doing that. Um, I might actually pick it up and and read it. Um, I think it's my wife teaches fifth graders, and I think they might enjoy it. So if we buy it, then she can just keep it in her classroom for kids to read. I think it would be pretty cool. There you go. You can join a book club with those little kids. No, not really. They, they, don't, they don't want book clubs. I don't want book clubs. So all right, uh, they can they can just borrow my copy. All right, they can huh. they can get learned about Thanos. So they, get they, learned. You know, Avengers 4 has uh, our first casting news, I think. Uh, actress Emma Furman, I don't know who she is. She's a younger, like, teenage actress. Uh, has been cast as a teenage version of Cassie Lang, which is the daughter of Scott Lang. Um, do I do we know if there's, like, a time jump? Because, I mean, when he, that came out the same year as Age of Ultron, which was, like, what, 15, three years ago? Yeah, I think um, so. So four years ago, maybe uh, they needed a different actress. Is there time travel, alternate futures? I don't know, but... Um, in the comic books, Cassie becomes the superhero named Stature, who has growth and shrinking powers as well. So, Stature, what a 
Yeah. <laughs> what a very descriptive name. Stature. Uh, it was All vocab right. week in, in school when she got her powers, so she decided uh, to. It sounds like someone just picked up a, th- a thesaurus for, like, size and, like, stature. All right, there you go. Superhero name. Yeah. Uh, in the comic, she died. They they killed her. So hopefully, hopefully the same thing doesn't happen here. So mm, this seems like this seems like a normal time progression for the. I don't remember how young the daughter was in that movie, but I could see her being a teenager by the time Avengers Four comes out. I you know kids grow up pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally, I totally understand. And you know, the actress being a teenager, she could look much younger. Like actors tend to look a little younger than they they usually are. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think it's time travel alternate future. I think it's just appropriate aging. Spider-Man Homecoming 2, a little bit of news here. Apparently, the sequel will be more global and not just set in New York City the whole time. Huh. That's a little surprising just because the first Homecoming movie uh, was pretty suburban. We weren't Hmm. really in the city that much. We didn't really get a whole lot of classic, iconic web-slinging either, which was okay with me because it was a great movie. But I kind of thought maybe the movie would evolve into, you know, downtown NYC. Uh, But maybe they're working their way up to that, possibly. I mean, really, if you think about it, what really drives Peter into the city is his uh, job as a photographer for the Daily Bugle. You know, that's why he actually needs to be in Manhattan. So, and of right now, he's in Brooklyn. So maybe they're going to save that for, like, the third movie you know usually the trilogy kind of goes out for all the stops so uh maybe that's when he'll make it to nyc but globally i'm trying to think where does peter go like i don't really want to see him in uh, like miami beach well Uh, is he gonna go to london and swing around big ben (laughs) they have um um exchange student from france who they say might be the gwen stacy we've talked about before Oh. Um, so they, there may be some France sequences. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where they could take him. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess if you look at it this way, we've had so many Spider-Man movies set in New York City. Um, it just gives you an opportunity to go somewhere else. You know, there's big buildings, other places. Oh, it'd be crazy to see Spider-Man in Dubai. I mean, I'm not trying to like turn this into like a crazy Fast and Furious movie where we just need to go to the most extreme cities in the world. But that would be really crazy to see what would happen if he was swinging on like the tallest building on the planet. But all right, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm ready for a, a title of the movie. It's weird calling it Homecoming 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Homecoming again is what they're going to end up calling it. So yeah, no, I uh, don't know. I mean, we don't. Maybe know any- they'll maybe they'll call it like Spider Man Abroad or um, <laughs> Spider Man Exchange Student. Um, what's it called when you're like a student and you? Is it just called studying abroad? Well, um, I mean, depends what her name is. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's studying abroad, but I don't know if they have that in high, in high schools. So uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. They need a title. I agree. You think they'll give us one um, uh, before we watch Avengers four? Um, I mean, it's a year away. This this yeah, San Diego prob- Comic Con. So maybe it's yeah. San Diego. It's weird to think that we're gonna see um, we're gonna see Spider Man two more times before his next movie. We're gonna see him in Infinity War. We'll probably see him in Avengers four. So it sounds like we got a whole lot of Peter Parker uh, to get through first. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll he'll have his uh, ten minutes of movie time. Hopefully, he's got some good swinging in this upcoming movie. Looks like, judging by those trailers too. So yeah, and judging by some uh, officially released uh, hot toys, I think I've seen parts of his suit that have been spoiled. Unfortunately, yeah, they they've they've been having the. I mean, you go. I walked into. I think it was uh, getting groceries earlier, and and the they have a, the Infinity War section up now of toys, and the, those toys have been out for a while. They're like, oh yeah. Here's some stuff, hopefully, in the movie. So uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on with that. 
But I, again, I might this week I might get to sit down and play some of this level with uh, the Lego Marvel Superheroes Two is adding an Infinity War level hey, uh, character level pack. It's not based on the movie. Um, it's actually you get to play as Thanos, not as a hero stopping Thanos as he's attacking Black Bolt in the human's hometown of or home city of Adelaide. In the, in that the sounds like um, a DLC made specifically for you, Chris. Like out of all the heroes Thanos could fight, uh, they pick your favorite Black Bolt. And yeah. he has a really iconic scene with Thanos, right? Yeah, uh, in uh, actually uh, a series called Infinity, uh, Black Bolt blows up Adeline to try to stop Thanos from mm-hmm. getting the gems and take over Earth. So uh, I'm really, I want to see if they, they pull that. I want to see if that's what they're going for in here instead. So really looking forward to this uh, character and level pack. So I'll let you know how that goes. Stanley, uh, a lot of, lot of news about Stanley in the news, but the biggest news I got for you, he has filmed cameos for three more MCU movies, and I think I figured them out pretty easily here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and Avengers 4. You know, I really wonder with the, the man that Stanley is at his age, you know, uh, I know there was re- reports of elder abuse, but he officially made a statement where he said that none of that stuff is happening. He's really mad that people are like slandering the people around him and he is totally fine and there's nothing going wrong. Of course, you still worry about somebody in that age because you're not trying to be ageist, but it's a fact once you get close to 100 years old, you know, you're physically, you just can't, like, fend for yourself as anybody else could. So you're always going to worry, especially when there's someone as precious well, as Stan Lee. Uh, but I'm curious, since he he likes to go to conventions, he, he likes to reach out to people, he's a man that just loves the attention. I'm curious if he would ever sign a contract that says, yes, you can recreate me um, in CG and put me in all movies going forward for the rest of eternity because I want a cameo for as long as as long as unphysically possible. I I think that would be interesting, but maybe the only way humanity would be okay with it is maybe if Stanley like publicly said it's okay because you know the very first time they would do that, maybe in like a future Fantastic 4 movie, you know they finally roll out the CG Stanley, everyone's going to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they stooped to that level to do it." But Stanley's just like, "No, I wanted them to do that, guys." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I guess it depends on would that feel comfortable or weird watching those scenes going forward um i mean it's kind of i don't they might do it kind of like what they do in the netflix shows where it's just a picture of stanley oh maybe like a monument to stanley or something like i I don't know what they would do going forward but it would be weird even if he said yeah it's cool with with him i'm like i don't know it's a little weird for me man Um, but also, you're operating on old news. Stanley did file a lawsuit for elderly abuse. Um, oh, geez, that's after what is after going that on video came life? out. So, uh, one of his um, one of his business partners, um, is, he's the guy who stole the, his blood and was using it in the comic books and stuff like that. So, man, what is going on in his little world? Like, I, I thought all of that was debunked because, I mean, usually you would be worried still worried if like a press release came out or somebody else was speaking for him but like the man mm-hmm. himself yeah. came out and said things were okay so i just instantly pushed everything else to the side in my mind it was like nope the man himself came out and said everything's fine i'm gonna trust him but then i guess he and then oh, like man, two days later know. there was an official lawsuit so i'm like i don't know <sighs> i don't know what's going on oh man just uh man stan just uh I just want keep, you to go on vacation just chill you know keep, keep on cameoing man that's all we yeah. want you to keep on cameoing um 
they also said they do a lot like when they get him for one they try to get him for as many movies as possible which i think we've talked about before yeah that makes sense (laughs) so if they get him one more time it might be for again like the movies we talked about um uh black panther 2 spider-man 2 yeah and what was the other one we talked about oh, guardians 3 so. I, I mean honestly honestly all you could do is just put him in a green jumpsuit because all you really need is his head from the neck up and you can cg literally everything else so just put him in a green suit <laughs> just imagining that man in a green suit's hilarious on just like on a green screen somewhere in atlanta and then you're just like hey stan we just wrote down like you know 20,000 lines, you know, just read them all and I'm sure they'll fit in a, mu- a movie going forward, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll write the scene around you, don't worry. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'd be okay with that more than, uh, you know, uh, the CGI recreation of himself. <laughs> or it's just an infinite loop, like you just start pulling his cameos from other movies, it's just like, it's just really out of context. He's Isn't he like a, a bus driver in a movie or something like that? Uh, or, he's, on, he's on a bus in Doctor Strange laughing yeah, at the comic book. Yeah, yeah so, so maybe he just pull him out of that bus and you put him in a coffee shop. You're like, yeah, we're just reusing cameos The next now. movie, he's UPS instead of FedEx looking yeah, for exactly. Tony Stank. <laughs> and then, like, but he's just delivering, like, a package to somebody, like, totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have a good joke. I mean, there's, there's Steve Rogers, but I don't know what that would be like a Tony Stank. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Well, Stan, we love you. Yeah, we do. Uh, Black Widow movie, the uh, director, Joe Russo, one of the d- directors, uh, thinks that um, the movie Black Widow is coming. A lot of people have come out and said they have Black Widow movies coming, uh, actors and directors in the MCU. And um, he says that, you know, characters, uh, movies need characters that little girls can look up to. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't want to jump back into my infinity, uh, um, into my Age of Ultron uh, rant uh, again, but I do have to say one moment in the movie that just stands out as just in- insanely awkward and out of place is on the farm scene where Black Widow does drop the line where she's talking to Bruce that she was sterilized, which is just so weird to see in your summer box office popcorn flick, even when you're in a more emotional moment. Like, that really just feels out of place and uh, 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 something that you could have gotten across without maybe such just straightforward uh, dialogue. But I think th- I think things of that nature would fit very well in a standalone Black, mo- Black Widow movie when you can kind of set the tone and theme at the very beginning and it's all within the context of her life and history. Then you could kind of maybe make it fit your movie a little bit more. So if they want to do stuff like that in the Black Widow movie and really just kind of drill into just the craziness of being raised as a Russian spy and just how insane that can be, um, that I would be all all okay for that. You know, apparently uh, Jennifer Lawrence tried to do it. I don't know how well that movie went, but uh, maybe uh, apparently it's maybe not Scarlett very. Jo- apparently it's Scar- not very action. It's more dialogue. Uh, oh, maybe one. Scarlett Johansson can uh, pull it off. Well, I think I mean. I don't know if I want to go backwards in Black Widow's history. I mean, I know there's a lot there, but Scarlett Johansson's not getting any younger, so. Yeah, I feel like maybe they would kind of maybe pull stuff up from her past. Maybe, like, uh, somebody that she went to school with has gone rogue or something like that. Or maybe the program has evolved into something beyond uh, its control or something. They do touch on that in Agent Carter. A lot of those Mm -hmm. original um, Red Room people were were in that so i yeah i would see something like that maybe i don't know i i want to see future i don't want to see a um 1980s set movie i guess or something like that so yeah, i just want to i just want to see how they de-age colson and fury uh back into the 90s for uh captain marvel i i, I think they'll be able to pull it off because there is a flashback in um 
in uh, Winter Soldier, where we do see young Bucky and young, tiny, scrawny Cap again, uh, kind of walking up the stairs to the back of yeah. his uh, like Brooklyn apartment, you know, and everything's like CG'd there on Cap's face, and it still looks pretty good. So I actually think legitimately you could put Sam Jackson on set. He could be in, in the a, a pivotal character in the entire movie, Just but when he's being filmed behind the camera, he's just got like tracking points on his face. And then when they go to edit the movie, they just hire like a team of like 10 people. And it's just like, okay, guys, your one job for the next three months is to go frame by frame and erase this guy's wrinkles and put a CGI eyeball. Well, no, it's not a CGI eyeball because I forgot. He ha- he has Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, he has the real eye. It's like, so all you got to do, all you have to do is just remove his wrinkles and de-age him. That's your job. That's going to be on your well, resume. I mean, You're not going to be doing any fire effects no explosions. You're not going to render some sort of alien. Just his face. Get very familiar with Sam's face. You got to make him look 30 years younger. Well, I mean, I think they already have that team of people. They've done a, They've made people look older, like Agent Carter uh, mm-hmm. when she was older. They did it with Ant-Man and the Wasp with Michael Douglas making him look yeah. younger at the beginning but of that movie I think, as well. But I think they'll have to take it to the next level for Captain Marvel, though, because I think it's not just going to be one scene. I think it's going to be well, the whole movie. Well, if he's, if he's in the whole movie, then he's going to space, and I don't think he's going to space. Maybe. Maybe. But Maybe. We'll I don't. I don't really don't think he is. But um, he, he's th- he's the he his secrets have secrets, Chris. Don't forget that. But his secrets aren't. Uh, he went to space now. Uh, <laughs> but I also think you know they they've been developing this technology since the first Captain America, and like have I think they've been holding it pretty close to their chest. Yeah, and uh, Disney so, and Disney in general. I mean, even Star Wars. Yeah, so I think they're going to be holding on to that that younger stuff for a little while. I think they can do it and, and do it all right. So uh, Captain Marvel should probably have a pretty good CGI budget for them so I think they'll be I think they'll be good X-Men Dark Phoenix is Ooh. the uh, will be the final Marvel movie uh, from Fox that's in production right now here we go so this finally answers questions I think we literally talked about last week of uh, what's going to happen to Gambit what's going to happen to these weird uh, movies uh, that have been planned in the future I mean New Mutants was pushed uh, uh, Dark Phoenix has been pushed it sounds like next year is their final like I guess victory lap if you if you want to say it or just um, uh, just lap in general uh, they've been lapped by other studios so yeah, this they one... got two two movies left uh Two, three, three movies left. What's their third one? Deadpool. Well, uh, well, yeah. I mean, that one's next month. So. You mean? Oh, you mean next year? Yeah, next year. Oh, two. Yeah, sorry. I was like, we're not hit, running through Deadpool yet, Mike. Calm down. Pump, <laughs> pump the brakes. Um, we don't. The only one I don't know about is Gambit because it could technically still be in pre-production and, and fall. That's 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 in a gray area. We don't want to see it happen, but it still could because we don't we don't know that the. the in, tricacies of this whole deal but uh the studio like some of the studio heads were at like this meeting at some sort of i think campus or something and this guy got to sit down and talk to him and they were more than willing to share some of their details (laughs) with him um all um, dark phoenix is still in production right now i think they're they're redoing they had to redo the whole third act and we'll, we'll talk about that um but all future projects after the production of dark phoenix will be moved to disney um depending on how far Gambit is along, they may scrap it completely, but at least we're going to get Dark Phoenix and New Mutants next year. Those are the yeah. last two. 
Yeah, I think the the X-Men is just way too important to the MCU's future uh, going forward since we're probably going to lose, like, uh, you know, um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Iron Man. You know, they could be retiring or just taking a very small role in the movie going forward. So they're going to need some big heavy hitters, which is going to be the X-Men. And it's just a great way to introduce powers and villains into a universe without a whole lot of explanation. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to go down that rabbit hole of trying to explain Inhumans to a movie-going audience because it takes literally like seasons of agents of shield to get it across to people's head to understand how inhumans even work um so it's gonna be it's gonna be great for the mcu um so i don't think that they're gonna want to just uh keep these going in perpetuity i don't think they want to keep the um the sophie turner uh gene gray around for any longer than they have to and i think so that would I, be set in the 90s anyway they'd have to jump forward like 30 years yeah, it's just going to be weird and too convoluted. So, uh, yeah, all these people's contracts, if they're for any longer than what they are, will be bought out. And I'm sure there's clauses that say that's fine to do or easy to get out of. But uh, they'll be work, work, looking for other work and, you know, good luck for them. But I don't think Gambit is going to be coming out of that mess. But it is kind of weird that, you know, we're finally seeing a send off of the, the Fox universe, you know. They put a lot of hard work into these X-Men movies. Some of them were good. Some of them were stinkers. But, you know, they have they've they planted their flag in history when it comes to superhero movies. So, you know, good for them. It's just, you know, they 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 couldn't quite adapt to the changing future. Mm -hmm. So that leaves Marvel with our phase four um, candidates and the big three, of course, are Deadpool, Fantastic Four and X-Men. And honestly, outside of those three, I'm like, well, who the fuck else do they have? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, of course it's going to be these three. They may not do all three. I think we'd see Fantastic Four before we see X-Men to let that die off a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Deadpool could be ported right over without any problem. So. Well, yeah, th I think the Deadpool question is the most intriguing one because he lives in his own little fantasy world kind of detached from reality where you could just keep the Deadpool movies going, you know, without any changes. And, you know, maybe now he would just, be able have the ability to make you know MCU references more easily or have some of those actors cross over I don't know he could, that he could reference literally the entire pantheon of Marvel movies um, after this purchase yeah exactly but it does make me a little worried you know you know just to be safe to talk about both sides you know Disney is a family forward movie Deadpool is a rated R superhero movie what happens with Deadpool 3 you know, is, we've, is we've already talked about this. They they say if it does, they will do it and they will keep it R, but it wouldn't go to Disney streaming service. It would go to their Hulu service. Yeah, but I'm not too worried about the the where it ends up going. I'm just curious about who's the producer that's on that movie now from Disney. You know what what recommendations do they start giving to the script now that they're making? I don't know. Maybe Kevin, maybe Kevin the, Feige is Kevin Feige is always the only guy. I don't know. Maybe. The, Maybe they'll be happy. I don't know. I think Kevin Feige might retire, to be honest. I think he really likes doing this, and he's done a really great job. But I can't imagine for the rest of his life in Hollywood, he just wants to do superhero movies. I could see him maybe turning it over to somebody else, hopefully that knows what they're doing, um, after Avengers 4. And I think we would all uh, be be happy that he did a great job, and we would all clap and applaud as he walks off into the sunset. So... I think you know there's always there's always reasons to be a little nervous when it comes to movies that we love but um I think this is good though the <laughs> to bring it back around um we don't have any random ass X-Men movies that we have to worry about anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think Fighty will last just to just to end I think he'll last he'll, he'll if anything 
he will do phase four at least to kick off the new one for everybody else to go because mm. a lot of those directors and stuff he's hired will still be around in, in the beginning of phase four so i think he'll at least kick that off but regarding dark phoenix the movie nobody really wants to watch um reshoots are they had to redo the entire um third act uh reshoots are having sets digitally recreated because they were scrapped when the filming was done so they're doing a lot of this on green screen to to finish that because we originally reported this movie was supposed to be two parts when they announced it um they didn't say that but like all the reports like yeah there's two dark phoenix movies so if they had a cliffhanger from this one they were like oh well now we got to fix it toward this this may actually wrap up the x-men big universe at the end of it and maybe they are taking notes from marvel maybe this is how they can get it into marvel somehow or they 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 erase it they start it fresh they they the end of this one kicks off x-men one again who knows what's going to happen so this is yeah this will be a really interesting experiment to see what happens this is the first time i think we've seen a studio kind of fold up shop and push a franchise away um a franchise with as much history as this even yeah so it's like what do you even do you know do you make callbacks to the past of how you you kind of kicked off this superhero craziness and you know do you make references and callbacks to the first x-men movie you know do you try to keep it open so people can speculate how all this gets ported over to the mcu or do you just worry about making a decent standalone movie because you just want to make sure that you get your investment back on the film um i don't know maybe the marketing in this movie is going to be kind of similar to what we're seeing with uh avengers infinity war like it's all led up to this or something like that nobody's or the safe final, really or yeah the final x-men movie yeah this would be a great way like just yeah kill everybody off you've never had a chance to do that <laughs> yeah i think uh, it, it might end like th- they now know this is the end so they may not retool the whole, whole movie but they will at least be like this is the swan song for everything we've ever done mm-hmm. um this might be a chance where hugh jackman comes back <laughs> they wow, get him back crazy. for a little scene you know um like that would be so to me the cool thing is that if it ended with the beginning of x-men one yeah um, i kind of like that cyclical idea of just we've had all this crazy like time jump and change and shifts you know we've changed we've changed the timeline we've gone into weird logan timelines it, it would be kind of cool if it did you know sync right back up and then it's just like oh that's, it's that's self-contained neat. at that point we don't have to it, worry about where it goes yeah so um i don't know we'll we'll see how that goes um it sounds like they're 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 prepping for the worst and that's that's okay deadpool 2 got a final trailer this week uh we watched the red band one right before it, it jumped off here but why did they release a trailer this week mike because tickets went on sale on thursday and i had a officially <laughs> yeah i had a unique experience with this well first of all uh, i saw that this was titled as the final deadpool trailer and usually i don't watch the final trailers because that's usually kind of their last hurrah to get people you know to buy tickets to get into the theater uh you know i was already sold on deadpool gonna see it you know i'm always worried about spoilers because we're going to talk about another trailer in a little bit that i think gives away a little too much so i was like i think i can hold back on deadpool so i was like but i think i heard somewhere this is around like monday or tuesday i was like i think the those Deadpool tickets were supposed to go on sale, you know, so I just go to my movie theaters website, you know, I pull up, um, what is it like May 17th or something like that, whatever that Thursday is. And it's like, Oh, tickets are on sale. All right. Boop, boop. 
click on there. The runtime's not even there yet. The runtime was listed as like negative one minute. So that's what the runtime looks like for Cinemark movies when they haven't officially got it yet. So I was like, oh, you know, there's a couple seats bought in that theater. Okay, boop, buy my tickets. And then I, you know, I reach out to you like, hey, Chris, did you buy your tickets yet? And you're like, what? They're not on sale. And I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, I was able to get my tickets a little earlier. So then I go through this whole thing where everyone in my theater says the tickets are sold out because they're not available yet. They're mm-hmm. zero of zero have sold. So they're like, oh yeah, you're, we're sold out. And I'm like, well, how the hell did I miss the Deadpool tickets? Like, I would not, I would not miss this. Uh, so I checked again on Wednesday uh, afternoon, and the mine had gone live Wednesday afternoon. So I was able to be the first person in my theater to book my tickets and seats. So um, I feel pretty good about that. It's a pretty good feeling. To- <laughs> yeah, Fox, Fox might not have the same team when it comes to ticket releases as Disney does because they have that pinned down to, like, the final minute when those tickets go up and uh, we got ours a couple hours to days ahead of time. But speaking of the trailer specifically, um, I I finally had to break down and watch the trailer earlier this week when uh, I kept seeing a screenshot all over the all over the internet of like a a dad mustache character in a parachute plummeting towards the earth with this very stern look on his face. Everybody saying, this is my new favorite superhero. Oh, this guy's amazing. This is my spirit animal. And what was his name? Peter? I Peter. think yeah, Peter. Peter. So I was like, "What?" I was like, "Damn it! This is from the Deadpool trailer. If I don't watch it now, this is just going to turn into a meme. I don't understand. And when I finally see the movie, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get the joke that everybody else is. So you know, I dove into the trailer, and I actually had a pretty good time. This is a very action-packed trailer. Like a lot of the other trailers have, um, have weighed heavy on, on the jokes and the sense of humor and the crazy kooky world that Deadpool lives in. But this is just nonstop action in your face. So I think. You know, we know that this movie has a higher budget than the last movie. It looks like most of that went into the action set pieces, so that looks pretty cool. And all the action scenes seem pretty toned down. Like, I, I, I'm i not seeing a whole lot of fantastical, like, CG-rendered worlds here, you know? This is all just, like, a, a random street in Vancouver with, like, um like a long uh, kind of military bus or something like that. So this look like, looks like it's going to be a fun time uh, subverting some movie tropes in this trailer with yeah. uh, Deadpool chopping bullets. He goes to chop that first bullet, and I'm just like, oh, God damn it. You can't do that in movies, and I thought this movie would be better than that. And then I'm like halfway through my thought, and then like I start to see the blood shooting out from the, his back. And I was like, oh, no, he's totally well, getting shot. Well, <laughs> the thing is there are three big references in this trailer. First off, mm-hmm. he says – you're so dark. What are you from the DC universe to Cable? Yeah, that, yeah I like that. That's which funny. is a nice jab. And then uh, he's like, well, he says something about Thanos as well. So he referenced Berlin as Thanos. And then that part, the scene where he chops the bullet is straight from X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, yeah. That's the same exact pose and scene he does. So he does the first one like he did in that movie. And then literally every other bullet hits him. So, oh, that's right. <laughs> so um, it's a, that, that was a really cool throwback to that movie that everyone's like, uh, but that was a really cool scene in that movie when he did that. So Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the DC Universe joke just because it's such a nerdy joke reference to put in your final trailer for selling tickets that, like, you know, the average moviegoer probably doesn't even know that there's different tones in their superhero movies. You know, they don't even, they probably don't even realize the different studios that make their Batman movies and their flat and then and their like Captain America movies. I'm not saying these people are dumb or any reason. They just don't have as much uh, uh, free time as we do to be super nerds about all this stuff. So I love that they would put that super specific joke in there and trust that like we would just enjoy it and like people, you know, they would just look past it if it didn't mean anything to them. So uh, yeah, it was a fun trailer. Um, 
Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. And you didn't feel it spoiled anything. I felt it didn't yeah. either. Yeah, no, n- yeah, no, it didn't. I'm always worried about the, the last trailer just, you know, going a little bit too beyond the line. But yeah. Um, yeah, So if I, anyone I, else was holding out, you'd be like, yeah, you're you're cool to watch it. Yeah, I think you're fine with this. And you got to check out Peter, man. That's um, – I gave you the name of the guy. You've given me the name like four times. Yeah, I, I, always, I always confuse it with John Mulaney because this guy's name sounds a lot like John Mulaney, the stand-up comedian. It's – um. Rob Rob Delaney, I think it's Rob Delaney. Um, so that guy, um, he he stars in a show on Amazon Prime called Catastrophe. That is hilarious. It's um it's like a from the UK. So all the seasons of the show are very short. You can binge like all three seasons in like a weekend. It's just it's one of the funniest shows out there. So I love Rob Delaney. So I'm glad to see that he's in this movie and he's playing a ridiculous character that just saw the ad. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I like I like Domino's uh, luck ability. They're like, it's cinematic. And like, no, it's not. It's like, yeah, it is. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Uh, tickets are on sale. When I went and saw Super Troopers and you, you scan my little rewards credit, it printed off every ticket I've pre-purchased. And I'm like, so I've got all these Avengers tickets and Deadpool tickets. And I'm like, well, I got to hide these somewhere. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see that. According to David Leach, uh, the director, um, the he says uh, regarding the Fox and Disney deal, he's like, the more you put Deadpool in a box, the more he wants to push outside it. And I think that's true. I look forward mm-hmm. to seeing Deadpool kind of try to fight his way around ratings and stuff, like you said, or like play Disney. I don't think I think they'll let him go a little bit on his own. I think they're not gonna end this. I think they're gonna continue this um, mini franchise, if you will. Yeah, we're we're lucky. Yeah, we're lucky the type of character that he is. Like, if for some reason, um, you know, Hugh Jackman decided to stay as Wolverine and they were making more Logan movies, it would be maybe a little bit more awkward because, yeah, it's kind of this weird, fractured, different timeline and they're really good movies and they're more realistic and down to earth and emotional. Uh, But you're just like, well, that doesn't really fold into the MCU very well. You know, there's got to be some sort of connection there. And like, he's the best Wolverine ever. So how do you not want to put him next to Captain America and Iron Man side to side in an all out brawl? You know, so now that he's kind of retired as the character, things are a little bit easier, I would say. So but yeah, with Deadpool, you could Warner Brothers could buy Deadpool and he could be in their universe, you know? Yeah, well, the the thing is, Josh Bolin has teased a four movie arc for Cable. Mm-hmm. And as, as someone who works for both companies, I think he'd know a little bit more than most of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He probably like, well, let's just compare my contracts at Marvel, my contracts over here, and we'll kind of see how things are syncing up. And and well, I think the thing is, I think if Disney, if they came into Disney's property and Disney didn't want to put the Disney logo at the beginning, uh, they use one of their other subsidiaries. Like they could still do Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin Deadpool Cable movies. Without mm. having to change a single, they're like, like, oh, we already own all the characters. We don't have to change a single thing about this. Yeah. Just go have fun in your little alternate uh, universe where you talk to the camera, and, and we'll we'll just uh, recast or kick out uh, what's his name, uh, Weasel. The guy plays yeah. Weasel. Yeah, or I mean, like, I know the Deadpool comics get really crazy with other universes and alternate Deadpools, like a pig that's a Deadpool. You know, things get really weird. So like Ryan Reynolds could fall through a wormhole and he could end up in the MCU universe and he could just be like a fish out of water type story where he's trying to get to used to how superheroes act over there. You know, Captain America could pop up and say, Hey language. And then he just, you know, then he swears and we all laugh and it's funny. Ha <laughs> Yeah. I, I think, I think there's a, a possibility for Deadpool to continue on beyond two after the Fox deal. So I look mm. forward to X-Force, the movie that we've talked that we've heard so much about. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, speaking of X-Force, because it's in there, trailer punchlines and jokes will not be in the final film, sadly. But I think that's also cool that we won't be seeing the same the same scene with the same line in the in the movie. Yeah. Um, because there are multiple takes and improvs uh, used, and a lot of those that hit the cutting room floor are now being used in the trailers. Or Ryan Reynolds has been making them up on the fly for the trailers. Because some of those are really, really referential, like... The, I think the first Deadpool trailer had the the mustache joke from Superman kind of thing yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that was not in the movie when you filmed it. Yeah, that's so, the that's the great thing when your character's wearing a mask. You yeah. can make him say whatever you want. <laughs> wearing a mask, and he's here to make references that we all understand. So yeah. um, that really doesn't surprise me, and I look forward to seeing what they actually did use in the movie. So uh, hopefully it's funnier. Knock on wood. <laughs> right? So... Uh, speaking of Superman's mustache, the guy's getting old. This is the 80th anniversary of the superhero's debut this weekend. Man, he is just a classic, iconic character that I wish could get a better movie. It's true. We we <laughs> all do. And compared to Stanley's like 95, 96, he's still kind of young. So uh, <laughs> that's you gotta, true, man. You got to put in some more some more time, Superman. Get, man, get that's cr- that's crazy to think that Stanley uh, was born just before Superman. Superman just seems such seems like such a legacy character that's just always been around and stanley was like nope i was here first he's like yeah i was like i was a 15 16 year old you know doing whatever people did back then i mm. i couldn't like i don't know what they did back then yeah fighting, whatever fighting they did. world war ones <laughs> while superman was just getting getting his orange or red red diaper on so i think they were avoiding polio and other uh vaccination <laughs> uh diseases <laughs> prohibition probably they couldn't yeah. drink so there's that. The DC movie Birds of Prey is in production with multiple scripts being developed, but there's one consistent in all these scripts, Mike. Uh, Batgirl is in all the versions, so they're definitely bringing Batgirl into the DCEU um, with uh, maybe debuting the Birds of Prey, maybe her own movie. We know that was being worked on by somebody else, so whichever one drops first, we're going to get probably a Batgirl casting announcement sooner than later. Well, yeah, when your most successful and best movie uh, stars a woman... Uh, Wonder Woman created by a woman. Uh, yeah, you're gonna make Batgirl and you're gonna make her awesome. So you think you're gonna do Supergirl to too? Oh, you know, I actually never even considered that. That almost might be a clever way to reboot Superman without using Superman. You know? Yeah, like, hey, we we got Wonder Woman. Let's use all the female versions of these characters as a yeah. team up. They're gonna try to do the the women uh, women powerful version of the movies first. So, I doubt it. Well, I don't know. I was going to say they have a TV show, but The Flash has a TV show, too. So, <laughs> yeah, really we, we don't way. Yeah, we don't know what's going on, man. No, I don't either. They don't either. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom got its trailer, final trailer this weekend, uh, to just to debut You know, in time with, uh, we'll probably watch it before Avengers, if I was a betting man. Um, so, um, Mike says he has been ruined by this movie trailer. I say I still don't give a fuck about this movie. And I'm still confused. Uh, yeah, well, I, but where's I my Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily uh, ruined per se, but they do seem to kind of take the steam out of two moments in the movie. Uh, an iconic—it's weird saying iconic—but a moment that has stood out in the previous uh, Fallen Kingdom movies is when that um, kind of mysterious uh, raptor creature is in that girl's bedroom and like the snout and the claw is slowly coming for her that might even be on like a poster or maybe it's like an ew screen official screenshot or something like that was that. also so, in the first trailer yeah so that you know that's a very uh, crazy moment and and you know you really 
you really want to know what's going to happen, but you see it in the trailer. Chris Pratt and Blue show up and uh, they shoot the thing and then Blue runs after it. So you know how that scene is eventually going to deflate uh, with him showing up. So, you know, well, that that's kind of unfortunate. I mean, I never thought the little girl was going to get eaten by the dinosaur, but, you know, uh, we, surprise, surprise, Chris Pratt shows up to save the day. So I guess not a huge <laughs> surprise there. But also one thing that I was kind of the mystery of the previous trailers of they had like this mysterious crate being brought down like kind of like this runway in front of all of these like rich business people and they're like they were showing off some sort of new creation and I was like oh what is this you know they've been rumors for so long that at some point they were going to put dinosaur like human hybrids in these movies which I think would be ridiculous and I'm glad they didn't end up doing that but I thought you know at least we would find out in the movie and then we find out in the trailer that it's basically just like a souped up raptor it's supposed to be like the most dangerous predator ever created so it's just like oh well, maybe we could have just waited and saw but, that in the movie thought, you know <laughs> but i thought the the first trailer showed it's a t-rex in the crate uh well the t-rex is in the is in the beginning though the t-rex is like the i'm talking about the small crate that's oh. in like that museum like type room with like i'm guessing foreign dignitaries well, that want to buy these judging by things. the the toy releases that came out with the final trailer there's a couple more dinosaurs we haven't seen in this oh, trailer, I, so. yeah i mean that's always good um, <laughs> we want as many dinosaurs as possible but it's so reminiscent of the lost world so yeah hard. It, it really is <laughs> i'm like oh they start off on the island with the dinosaurs and then some organization wants to get these dinosaurs and use them for yeah. amusement or personal protection yeah. but I, like, I do i do have to say the 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 least uh intimidating person that i've ever seen on screen is db wong the guy that plays like the <laughs> geneticist and he's supposed to be like i think the evil mastermind that's making these dinosaurs that's just yeah. like he just looks like a really nice guy that i would go to sunday brunch with or something like that or like he looks looks like a like a nice dentist who would just do a really good job at cleaning my teeth and he's supposed to be the my not maniacal one making this so i was like i don't think he should be your linchpin of a villain <laughs> they but i don't know maybe they're really gonna flex his acting chops in this movie and just be like oh we gave you the juiciest lines in the whole script db you're well, gonna love it <laughs> well after his turning gotham as i think um he was a villain in gotham as well but mm. they should t- i was gonna say they should take a page out of gotham's book and bring back the twin evil brother of dennis nedry played also <laughs> by wayne knight so it's db wong's evil brother no 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 it's wayne knight's evil brother Oh, okay. Den- Donald Nedry is what I'm going to call him <laughs> because he's like, ah, ah, you didn't say the magic word. That's where that's where it all is. But they should bring him into this movie because uh, that would okay. be. <laughs> they cloned him. They cloned him. Well, there, we don't well, need a twin brother. Well, it really looks like Jeff Goldblum is not going to be in this movie that much. I think they just got him for that like congressional um, uh, uh, interview scene. I, I don't think we're going to get much beyond that. Uh, just, I think he says life uh, uh, finds a way in this uh, trailer as well. And, and then he also he also says the movie title. He's like a Jurassic a World, and I was like, all right, he said the movie title. Oh, there it is. There it is. So. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm not really sold on this yet. I, I'm I, seeing I, it. I know. I'm seeing it, Chris. I'm going to see it in the loudest movie theater I can find. I gotta, maybe this will be one that'll benefit from the moving seats. <laughs> I might, it might find me, might go out for the D box on these ones. All right. All right. So we're going to run through a bunch of other movies that have been announced out of nowhere and for no reason or whatsoever, but we're going to start with my first, my favorite one of this. Cause you texted me about this mm-hmm. and I'm very, very well familiar with, um, Amazon has picked up Jonathan Hickman's series. He's got two of them. One is called Transhuman, and the other one is one of my favorite series called East of West. 
Yeah, I've heard East of West through the grapevine quite a bit, and I heard that you were reading it, so I, I assume this was a, a big deal. Yeah, it's really big. So in it, um, you essentially have the four... It's this really apocalyptic world, but it's really... It's not based on any, like, the Earth as it currently is, but they're separate, like, divisions of towns run by different, like, I guess, governors. And in this, the four horsemen of the apocalypse have woken up to destroy the world, but the one who, I think, who plays war... He's like, I don't want to do this anymore, so he runs off. And the other three are trying... Everyone's trying to face him and chase him down to make this apocalypse thing kick off. Um, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. We're trying to destroy the planet here. What are you doing? It's just like, oh, man, I'm just lazy today. Okay, leave uh, me alone. He's got some, like... Uh, like he, he found love in the last version, so he's like trying to he's trying to turn over a different leaf. Uh, but it's really, really good. I'm going to actually turn around real quick and see how many volumes I have, Mike. How many How do you think I got? Um, Eight. Uh, da, 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 da. seven. Ah, I was so close. I have well, se- you know, I've seven. I've, eight's probably out. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked yeah. in a minute, but I have well, all seven volumes. I really, really like this. Yeah. Well, I've heard Jonathan Hickman's, you know, run of Fantastic Four is really good. So yep. it's cool. It's cool to see that he has something going to series of Amazon, and Amazon has a ton of freaking money. So I'm sure he made a pretty penny off that deal. Well, also uh, Hickman's, uh, he created the Black Order, Thanos's children that are coming into Infinity. Yeah, well, look at that so guy. Good for him. He did a great run on avengers new avengers and then also there's transhuman which is a a kind of a mockumentary about uh you know the discover of superhuman genetic engineering uh-huh. um, so it's about superhuman genetic engineering but told in a mockumentary style way so hmm. um i don't know i haven't read that one in a minute that came out in like oh nine uh so i need to probably go back and pick that up but you can usually get first trades from image for like 10 bucks so it'd be real real simple um, so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Hopefully they, they pull the trigger rather than wait around. Um, cause it's like, Oh, they got, they got, uh, what is it? Uh, Lord of the Rings, but we're not going to see any yeah. of that for years. So, mm-hmm. uh, thank God Westworld's back on tonight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a couple other movies, uh, doom is getting a reboot. Uh, one of the actresses, uh, shared a picture on Twitter saying she was going to work on it. Um, and it's probably based on the new successful reboot of the game. The Doom new Doom game is pretty awesome, by the way. Yeah, so. I've, I've heard good things about it. And it's it's a cool premise. I mean, it's basically like it's a gateway to hell. There's like a... What is that it? was found think, on Mars. Yeah, yeah. I think Event Horizon is actually a movie that kind of deals with a similar premise, but I think it gets a lot... I think it gets more psychedelic and like horror scary. But um, yeah, I th- I'd be all right with a, with a Doom movie. Yeah, I, I, video game movies, apparently, it was the new one, that, uh, Rampage, is apparently the highest rated video game adaptation to date. Which is really weird. It is really weird, and, um, well, it's not really based on the It's just the name of the, the game. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. like how it plays. Uh, Tomb Raider did really well this year. Um, you might see some gaming things turned around. They, they, they pull the cards right. Mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe, you know, He-Man, I mm-hmm. Have the Power, Skeletor. Uh, Aaron and Adam Knee, the Knee brothers, are to now to direct the picture. David Goyer is out. Uh, yes, the Knee brothers. Who can? Who are the Knee brothers? <laughs> They've done like one movie in like 2013, uh, okay. 2015 or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Never heard of them. Well, uh, I won't. I won't shed a tear for Goyer. <laughs> I, I will not either. Um, but they are on track. They hired them to get the movie on track to release for December eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Which I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's Star Wars weekend. Twenty nineteen. Uh, Possibly, uh, unless some uh, some way they move back to the summer and they haven't told us, but yeah, because this year is Han Solo, next year would be Star Wars in December. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's good luck. That's, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been hired to make a movie that no one will watch. 
Uh, on that regard, Hasbro has some properties like Transformers are trying to kick some off. There's one called Mask, which stands for Mobile Armored Strike Command. The K is for command. <laughs> All right. I had to look this up. I'm like, what the what the hell is Mask? Apparently, their motto is Illusion is the ultimate weapon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I honestly don't know. Just kind of look up. There's a train or a semi truck on the cover. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, F. Gary Gray of Fate of the Furious is to launch this franchise for Hasbro. I really think this franchise is going to go to the way of the dark universe. They're going to just put out a stinker, just like the mummy, and they're just going to be like, "Oh crap! We counted our we counted all of our eggs before they hatched. We're screwed." So, I I think a Hasbro universe could be fun, you know, if they just understood what they were making. Like we're making movies based off of toys. Let's just get really silly with it. Um, hopefully, maybe they stick with that mantra. Uh, but. Well- I think those G.I. Joe movies were just trying to be like straightforward action movies, and I don't think those worked. <laughs> Here's where I see this working. Uh, Mask, just kind of looking here, the last two series of Mask premise was a racing-oriented theme where their cars transformed into armored combat vehicles. Well, with him sounds doing like a Transformer. Fate of the Fury, but with, well, not quite that much. Like They're still driving the cars, and they can like <laughs> shoot stuff, but like... It sounds like Fate of the Furious racing. This they're going to use the, the newer versions of this, which is racing. I think it's just going to be Fast and the Furious called with the name Mask or something like that. So <laughs> this is just such a weird, such a weird time to be alive. Uh, yep. We're making we're making billion dollar movie franchises off of toys you might have played with. I've never heard of those toys. <laughs> I don't want dragged into this. But you know, people like he probably couldn't come back to do Nine of the Furious, whatever it's going to be called. Uh, because the Vin Diesel is going to be busy doing his next triple X movie. All right. <laughs> the fourth triple X movie is going to start production this summer, Mike. Screw God, it. I can't wait. Uh, I, I didn't see the last one, but there's this podcast that I really like called how did this get made where, uh, they just, uh, watch ridiculous movies and they just comment on it for like an hour and a half, uh, usually in front of a live audience. And they get really worked up when a new triple X movie comes out and they just have a, they just have a grand old time. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that episode of the podcast when they do the next Triple uh, X movie. So uh, probably won't see it, but sure, whatever, Vin. Do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm, did anyone watch the last one? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. I, I don't it, know. It, it must have made money. Well, or or he's just spending his own money. He's like, yeah, I'm in <laughs> the, fa- the Fast and Furious movies. I'm Groot. I'm, I can do Triple X. It's my thing. Yeah. It's my thing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, <laughs> those are all the movies coming out that nobody asked for. And we don't know what's going to happen with them, but I just had to put them in there because they were there, Mike. But we've ended the show. This is our last show before Infinity War. I just, I, I just want to get there. Like, how can we make time go faster? Do you have yeah, a time exactly. stone? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm trying to find my soul stone right now. I lost it, and I just, I, th- I thought it was under the couch, but it might be under the bed. But I just don't want to get under there, man. That's okay. I'm losing my mind stone, so it all works out. It all works. <laughs> we can just keep going with these bad jokes, can't we? Oh man. I, oh I well. Know. Well, we, people we probably shouldn't. <laughs> if people want to know about your theater going experience, or maybe what you're doing this week, where can people find that information out from you? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to keep up with you, see what you're doing on on social online. I see you've been posting your pops mm, next yeah. to their their iconic equivalent uh, uh, Blu-rays. Uh, where can they find that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan V A L D A N. I'll share from my Instagram because I never remember exactly what my Instagram account is. I believe it's uh, Valdan eighty seven. I believe. is it just got the eight seven or the nineteen eighty seven? I think it's just the eight seven, but I probably, don't know, it's man. probably just eighty. It's eighty seven. I looked it up, but yeah. So I went through and took all my pops that I from the movie 
movies out of their cases, Mike. They were open. Yeah, <gasps> How could cool. you? <laughs> it's all right. I can open them up and, and do this. And then put them in front of their movie cases so I could have the full full sets of them with it. I thought it was cool to pick the ones I really liked that went along with it. Um, probably the the one I'm least happy about is probably the Korg with the Thor steelbook <laughs> because it's just kind of plain. But, uh. Uh, but my favorite so far has been the little bitty Iron Ant-Man in front of the Ant-Man. One. So <laughs> I could I could just see somebody like walking by the room where you're doing this and you're like all hunched over with your phone, you know, positioning your toy and your in your movie, and uh, you just look behind your shoulders. It's like I'm not playing with toys or collectibles. Shush! I need to hashtag this. No, that's but. not that's not it at all. I actually <laughs> had my wife in here and we had our. Uh, phones up with the, the the lighting on so I get the lighting just right. It was like oh, a whole I, photo shoot. I, I love that. That's perfect. That makes it even better. Yeah, so it, it was a whole ordeal. Getting them all down. Finding the right ones, but it's done. It's up there. Go also head over to Comic UI. I'm starting to post the C2E2 interviews. We've got our Tom Brevert one up. Um, we will have him with Art Balthazar coming up right around the corners next, so uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, other than that, Mike, if people want to know more about what's going on, where they can find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show and to get our show notes. So if you want to get the links to the trailers that we talked about in this episode and you don't want to go uh, hunt them down, or if you want to see that Odeon uh, collected poster for Avengers Infinity War, we've got the links there in our show notes, so you can go check that out. And you can always find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and if you want to get some merch for our show, you can go to SuperheroSlate.com slash store man if you wear a superhero slate shirt to the premiere of infinity war i don't think i could give you uh as many likes as i have in my uh like savings account i would empty it just for you uh but if you're a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review uh on itunes or wherever you uh watch the show i I always feel weird i don't know if i'm supposed to call it itunes or apple podcast now but uh wherever you want to wherever you want to review subscribe retweet we love it when the word gets out um, and if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And we will be here twice next week, fellas and uh, ladies, for uh, our review on Avengers Infinity War. So make sure you're subscribed, stay tuned, and wait for that to drop. That's right. As long as you're subscribed, you'll get it. That, yeah. That's what matters. So Truth. Uh, also, don't forget, don't wear an Avengers Infinity War shirt to the Infinity War premiere. You got to pick a shirt that's not that movie. Come on. <laughs> you, don't, you don't wear the yeah. band shirt to their concert, people. That's the same thing here. So make yeah, sure you choose right. wisely and dress appropriately for your movie-going experience next week. <laughs> and we'll see you that's then. That's right. Listen to Chris. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. And I was just like, I'm just going to eat the turkey. <laughs> and I've actually – it's been a nice change of pace. I feel like I've streamlined my lunch. <laughs>